Blog Talk Radio. So it's uh, faith-based. So you're involved with faithism, not atheism, right? It was that you said, saying that you know, a lot of Christians, um, they maybe text or they maybe email you, and you know they was pretty much scared of you. And I said, oh, okay, a challenge, okay. No, I believe the Bible. I believe the Bible saying that slavery is okay because it gives instructions about how to handle slavery. Andrew, that's faith. You just said you accept evolution, evolution theory. So that's faith. You got faith in a theory. By any chance, are you gay? Uh, what do you think about bow totes? Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you so much for joining me here again on the Atheist Roundtable, this weekly live call-in show about atheism and agnosticism and belief and non-belief and a whole bunch of other things just kind of flow into your host's stream of consciousness for about 30 or so minutes here on Blog Talk Radio every Sunday night at 11 p.m. live. So if you ever wanted to call in while the show was live on Sundays at 11 p.m., you would call 347-838-8342. Those are the numbers to call to be part of the show when it's live Sundays at 11 p.m. If you're the kind of person that wants to have a normal reasonable life and doesn't feel like calling in at 11 p.m. on Sunday, well, that's okay. You can just send me all of your internet hugs by going over to the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable on Facebook and liking the Atheist Roundtable's fan page on Facebook or by sending me a friend request on Facebook. My name's Andrew Garber. Again, you can find me at Andrew the Atheist uh, on Facebook. Uh, or you can go to iTunes and leave me your oh-so-coveted five-star reviews. I truly do covet every five-star review that I get. It's just like a warm, squishy internet hug that I get every time I get one of those. And I truly do feel the love that comes through each one of those. If you still don't want to do any of those things, you can still reach out to the show by calling 765-280-3066. That's the voicemail for the Atheist Roundtable. Google charges me a big load of free for that voicemail line. So nobody's going to answer that line. You just call, you leave a three-minute voicemail. And who knows, maybe if you want me to, I'll play it on the show. I can do that. That's the thing that might happen. Before I get into the meat of the show tonight, I just have a couple more announcements that I want to get through real quick. Because if you don't know what you're going to do uh, on September 11th, uh, September 11th through 13th, then the answer that you need to to think to yourself of what I'm going to do that, that those few days is travel to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania for PastaCon, the Pennsylvania State Atheist Humanist Conference this year. Again, in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, speakers include Aaron Raw, Shirley Segal, Matt Delahunty, George Robb, Seth Andrews, Victor Harris, Sarah Moorhead. There are so many, many more. There's Kevin Davis, Richard Carrier. There's David Fitzgerald, uh, and there's uh, George Rabb, Chris Johnson, Teresa McBain is going to be there, Lee Moore, Amanda Metzkus, plus the barroom atheists. Worth the price of the ticket just to go see Bill and Susie from Barroom Atheist. Even later on in the year, if you don't know what in the world you're going to do with yourself the weekend of October 2nd through the 4th, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, there will be the Carolina Secular Association Conference. 
2015 uh, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, October 2nd through the 4th. Speakers there include people like Stephen Goodwin, Abby Hafner, Jennifer Taylor, Callie Wright of the Gatheist Manifesto, worth the price of admission just to go hear Callie speak because she's amazing. Rebecca Hale, uh, Teresa McBain will also be there. Shelly Seagal will also be there. Sarah Moorhead, there again. Shannon and Mark Nebo will be there. Herb Silverman, Bo Bennett, Mandisa Thomas, and Bobby Carey from the No Religion Required podcast. Worth the price of admission just to see Bobby, Bobby Carey there. But you're going to get to see Bobby and you're going to get to see Callie Wright. So how could you possibly want to miss this? Go to uh, carolinassecularassociation.org for the secular Carolina Secular Association uh, ticket information. Go to atheistspa.org for the uh, Posticon ticket information. There, there. I got those. Pro I got those promos. Out of the way. Man, I wish I could go to one of these conferences, but it's just not in the cards for me this year. But I will totally be there um, uh, in spirit. I'll be supporting the people that are going there. That's what I'm going to be doing. So the last few episodes, I broadcast a conversation that I had with Kurt from Gospel Billboards. And I just want to say that I'm really happy that I got the chance to talk to Kurt. I'm really glad that it was Kurt that I got to speak with at Gospel Billboards. Kurt was an amazingly gracious person. He was patient. He was kind. He, he tried really hard, I think, to think about what he wanted to say when he tried to answer my questions. Okay? I don't think that he was dismissive of what I had to say. I don't think that he uh, just ignored things that I said, or at least intentionally ignored what I had to say. I think there were more. There was more than one time when I uh, asked him a question and he didn't know how to respond. I got him off of his normal script, okay, and he, he didn't know where to go. Most of the time when that would happen, he would turn to... Uh, some some Bible verse. He would turn to some to reading some scripture from the Bible, just to get some words out, just to get something coming from him. Because there were times when it would seem like all that was happening was I was asking questions and just asking and just asking, and he wasn't coming back with anything. And finally, he had to have something, some words come out of his mouth. And I think that's when he would turn to the Bible just to say, okay, well, let me at least read a Bible to you. That way I'm not just sitting over here silently because I have nothing really to say. But I really am glad that I got to talk to Kurt. I really am. I think that Kurt was a wonderful person to speak with. So many people, when... Um, when I tell people that what I want to be able to do with this show is be able to have conversations with believers. I mean, those calls really are uh, a wonderful example of what I want to be able to do with this show. One of the things I want to be able to do with this show um, is have these conversations with believers and really get to what it is they think is evidence for God. And if you listened closely, 
Um, I'm afraid Kurt really didn't have any real evidence for the existence of God. He may think he has uh, some, some evidence, but what he really has are quick, simple, dime store answers that once you ask a follow-up question to them, once you say something, and what makes you think that uh, what makes you think that trees are designed? What makes you think that uh, that that uh, a, a, maple, a maple tree coming from a maple tree coming from a maple tree? What makes you think that there is a design element in there? If you see a zebra, what is it that you see in a zebra that is designed? If you see a sunrise and a sunset, and tides going in and tides going out, and you see patterns, why does that mean that it was designed? As soon as I asked those questions, Kurt backed away. He really didn't have an answer to any of that. He thought that, he thought that unless... He thought that that first answer was going to be good enough. He thought that that first answer was going to be the knockdown evidence that I was going to be able to accept. And maybe Kurt really has accepted that evidence. Maybe Kurt really has accepted that as evidence, I should say. But uh, once you ask him, well, what is it about a repeating pattern that you think means design. There are things in nature called pulsars, right, that emit regular pulses. Uh, there are all kinds of patterns in nature, um, but I, I, I don't see any reason to think that any of these patterns necessitates a designer, especially when we know that our brains can see patterns when no patterns actually exist. You know, when we know that our pattern recognition brain can often go off wrong, uh, we're going to need something besides just a pattern. I don't know if Kurt ever had anything else besides those patterns, but I certainly didn't get any. I think maybe the best argument that he was going to have were these patterns that 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 for some reason he thought necessitated some designer. You know, even if we ever got to this does necessitate a designer, he really still had all his work cut out for him, didn't he? Because even if we can get to a particular designer, to, to there being a designer, we still have all the work left in order to get to a specific designer, right? We don't just jump from, and this necessitates a designer to Jesus, right? There's a big leap there, I think. And we didn't even get that far. I really, I, I, I'm tempted to call in again. I am. But I'm afraid I'd have to start all over. I'm afraid I'd have to start at the beginning again. And I, I don't know, really, how to push the conversation forward. I suppose I could take extra time and just uh, have a longer conversation. But I, there, are, there are two things that bother me with that. I only have a half hour show and um, 
I have posted the entire conversation in one lump thing, okay, out on YouTube. If you go to the Atheist Roundtable brand new YouTube channel, you will find the one and only video there is going to be that full hour and 10 minutes or so uh, discussion that I had with Kurt at Gospel Billboards. Completely unedited. And that's what I, that's the way I want to keep all of these conversations completely unedited, except for on this show, except for time. Okay, just to edit it for time to fit it into the half hour that I have here on Blog Talk Radio. I don't want anyone ever to think that I am editing out or some something in you know profound that my opponent, my uh, the person who disagrees with me. Maybe saying, and I certainly don't want to edit something so to make to make it so that someone might think that I have unfairly edited uh, something to to my advantage, okay, or to their disadvantage. All right, I don't want that to happen. I want to be able to only edit for time, and there was just an extraordinary amount of time there, and we really didn't get very far at all. We got trees, we got sunrises, and then we finally, at the very, very end, got to, I think we were going to get more in-depth into the moral uh, argument for the existence of God. Kurt never, ever addressed what I said about the immoral nature of the God of the Bible. Kurt never even acknowledged that I said anything like that. He dismissed, I guess, that I guess that might be a point that he dismissed, but he didn't say that he was going to dismiss it. He just kind of ignored it, glossed over it. I I really do think that, uh, like, like I said, that morality is, um, once you bring morality into it, you have completely defeated the Christian God. You may not have defeated a designer, okay? There could be, indeed, a designer. But you've certainly defeated the Christian God, I think, when you start talking about morality, because um, I really cannot imagine any deity more immoral than the God of the Bible. I just, my imagination is so that I can't imagine one. I don't know how to get there again without taking that kind of time. I don't want it to sound like I'm rushing points, right? I want a conversation that's going to be able to flow naturally. Um, but I don't think that uh, I don't think that I'm going to be able to make it so that all right. We've got five minutes for the argument from design. Go. All right. We've got we've got another five-minute section here. Uh, we've got a five-minute segment that we're going to dedicate to the ontological problem or the ontological argument. Go ahead. Give it to me. I, I, I don't want it to feel like that. Um, that's what I don't like about debates, right? Um, I, I don't want to have debates on this show. I want to have conversations. I want to have two ways, two streets, uh, both ways um, of communication. 
real honest to goodness conversation. Um, I don't know if I got to plant any seeds of doubt in Kurt's head. I don't know if I got to uh, crack any of his faith-based beliefs that he holds. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt that I was able to do any of that. Um, but since it seemed to me that Kurt had not had a lot of experience with atheists, it seemed appropriate to make sure that the conversation was as um, to make sure that the conversation was as gentle was as fluid was as kind as possible um, I don't think that there was going to be anything to be gained by any kind of I don't know anger or vitriol I just I just don't think that would have added to the conversation. Yeah. You know, I think I'm going to uh, change gears here for a second, if I could. I think I want to change gears here for just a second because I've got about 10 minutes left. And I think I've really said all I want to say about Kurt and Gospel Billboards. You let me know if, with your Facebook comments, messages, voicemails, and all those things. Uh, iTunes reviews, you let me know if you think I should call Gospel Billboards back. Uh, you go to YouTube, listen to the entire thing, uh, and leave a comment on YouTube. Uh, do all those things and let me know if you think I should call back and uh, see, if I can't, uh, see if I can't have another one of those. You let me know. Today, earlier today, uh, the family ordered Chinese food because, hey, I live there is one there there are two prerequisites for any place where I am ever going to live. Number one, I must be able to have pizza delivered to my door. Number two, I must be able to have Chinese food delivered to my door. These are very important things. Today in the fortune cookie from the Chinese place, my wife got a fortune that got me thinking. It said, imaginary diseases are worse than the real ones. Now, this is a fortune cookie, all right? And you know how much stock I put into fortune cookies. I mean, my, my knee-jerk reaction was just go, whatever. That's just a dumb fortune cookie. Shut up. But then I started thinking about it. Imaginary diseases, worse than the real ones. Well, I suppose they are harder to cure, aren't they? If you thought you had a disease um, and you didn't, and you were trying to cure that imaginary disease, um, how would you ever do it? You know, nothing that you would do would ever actually be the cure because you don't actually have a disease. It's kind of like faith, isn't it? It's kind of like religion, isn't it? Religion convinces you that you're sick. They don't, and, and, and people will say religion will convince you that you're sick so they can sell you a cure. I don't know if they're actually selling you a cure. I think they're just selling you more disease. I really think they're just selling you more disease on top of your disease. When you have this idea that you were born 
sinful. You have this idea that you uh, that from the moment you were born, there was something very wrong with you. And I, I don't mean just a little bit wrong with you. I mean incredibly wrong with you. I mean, if you listen to the doctrine of original sin, uh, the way I was taught, you're born deserving hell. You're born with the uh, weight of the sins of people who came before you, and you have that original sin on you immediately when you are born. And for me, uh, for, for my tradition, my old Catholic tradition, this is why baptism is so important. You've got to get your baby baptized really, really quickly because that baptism washes away that original sin. You're born with it. You've got to get rid of it quickly, and you've got to get and you do that at a baptism very, very, very soon after the child is born. Okay, that's what that baptism is for: is to wash away that original sin. That's a powerful message to know that you were born wrong. You were born flawed. And that even though we did a ritual to get rid of that sin, ever since then, all you've been doing is sinning. You have a nature about you, a sin nature. You have a, a, a disease in, within you that is going to cause you to sin and sin again. And again, this is coming from my Catholic tradition, okay? Because in my Catholic tradition, it wasn't like a lot of other Christian traditions in which you're saved, all right, once saved, always saved. That's not Catholicism, okay? Catholicism is not a once saved, always saved kind of religion. It's more of a, there are steps to being saved, and there are rituals that one must continuously go about in, in re-cleansing oneself of sin. Okay, and there are a lot of different ways, right? A lot of different ways for you to be cleansed of your sin. Indeed, you, that, that, that ritual that, that Catholics are most known for when they go and they cannibalistically eat the flesh of Jesus and drink his actual blood. I mean, it's actually really the blood of Jesus. It's actually really the body of Jesus. When they, when they perform the ritualistic cannibalism, you're actually not allowed to do that if you have a mortal so sin on your soul at the time. You're actually not allowed to do that. If, you, you know, if you're in the church and, and you go and you get a, 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 a Jesus cracker with, with a mortal sin on you, that's another one. It's another mortal sin. And if you die with a mortal sin on your soul, you go straight to hell. That's where you go. That's how, that's how you know where you go. Okay. Uh, you have a, um, uh, I don't know, like a, like a credit card, I guess, right? And you charge sins on them. And then every month or week or wherever, you go and you make your sin payment with uh, reconciliation, penance, uh, 
or or uh, something with you know confession with the priest, or you can have a baptism to get rid of all of your sins. You can be baptized more than once in Catholicism. You can have any other one of the sacraments will get you uh, completely rid of all of your sins. Okay, any one of the sacraments will get get you rid with all of your sins. Uh, you can't be married more than once, but marriage is one of the sacraments, and it does cleanse you of your sins. Uh, holy rites, last rites, all those good things, they all cleanse you of your sins, except for the sacrament of the Eucharist, which is very sin-sensitive. Um, kind of, so you're, you're kind of paying things off. You're always worried. You're always worried whether or not you have a mortal sin on your soul, whether or not you have enough littler sins, venial sins, they call them, to uh, to make it up to that mortal sin level. You're always trying to make, get an accounting, like a checkbook, right? How can I balance my sin account? You know, and the only way to really know what your balance is is to pay the whole thing off by going and getting all of your all of your sins forgiven, right? That's really the only way to ever really know your balance, right? Other than that, how can you ever keep track? I think that when we say that religion makes you sick to sell you the cure, I don't know if they're really selling a cure. I don't know if those rituals of cleansing are cures as much as they are more disease look you just came think of it this way you just came you just got through one of your uh confessional things right you just got all your sins wiped clean but that action there of having to go and do your confession and, and, and knowing that your sin balance has been placed back to zero, you know, reinforces, I think, that you're broken, that you're, that, that, that there's something wrong with you, that you're diseased. You wouldn't have gone there if you hadn't thought you were diseased. And, and immediately after you're done, at least for me, at least this is what it was for me, you're thinking to yourself, now, I'm not going to be able to keep sin free forever. So, you know, when am I going to have to come back here? When am I going to have to make my next payment? How am I going to be able to keep it so that I can keep doing all the other rituals and not have a break from any of those? I never really thought about... Um, I just took a pill, but more of a, you know, this is this is something that I will have to do because I will always come back and sin some more. I don't know. Is that a cure? That seems like a disease. It seems like a disease. It seems like the imaginary disease is worse because if you try to cure it, you're going to fail, I guess. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. You tell me uh, what you think about all of this rambling. Because, like I said at the beginning of every show, this is a stream of consciousness show. Um, 
I really envy my podcaster brethren who put so much work and effort into their shows. Uh, I really do. I think that every one of uh, the other po atheist podcasters are amazing, glorious, beautiful people. Do shows like the Barroom Atheist, No Religion Required, the uh, the Gaytheist Manifesto. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with you because if you don't listen to any other atheist podcasts, those three are absolutely uh, at the top. Uh, and if you want to, so so go 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 listen to those shows. These guys put in an incredible amount of work into their shows, uh, and I sit down uh, half an hour. Uh, recording these things to to even think about a topic so I want to thank everybody for all the love and all the support that you have shown this show I want to thank everybody for all of the just all the internet hugs that you send to me I truly truly do appreciate every one of them and I hope that every one of you uh, lives a long happy fruitful life you know we all have to take care of ourselves and each other because God isn't here, we are. Good night. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your email to andrewtheatheist at gmail.com. This podcast is the official podcast of Atheists humanists and agnostics of the Wabash Valley. Find us on Facebook for monthly meetups. Music for this episode is provided, as always, by Dick Richards. Thank you, Dick. God is here. We are. Take care of yourselves. Like the fan page for the Atheist Roundtable at slash Atheist Roundtable on Facebook or find your host at slash Andrew the Atheist. Send all of your emails.